I'm Frank Andorka, Editorial Director of Solar Power World Magazine. Welcome to another edition of Solar Speaks, Solar Power World's podcast series that gives you the opportunity to hear from the industry's biggest newsmakers in their own words. Today we're talking with Glenna Wiseman, a partner with the solar marketing firm Identity3. Last year, Wiseman and now partner Raina Russo, who some of you may know as the founder proprietor of the popular Twitter discussion group Solar Chat, decided to find out how well the solar industry was marketing the women. According to research, women are the chief financial officers in most homes and make 80% of the home improvement buying decisions. Logically, the solar industry should be targeting them in their marketing campaigns, but it does not appear that they do. Wiseman has written about this for Solar Power World, and now she and Russo have released the results of their study on how the solar industry reaches women. Glenna, so glad to finally have you on the show. I'm happy to be here, Frank. Can you tell my listeners why you and Raina decided to do this survey and how you went about collecting the information? It is a question that actually ignited our journey. We did not set out with the answers in mind or with anything to prove, really. We just wanted to find out, is it important to target women? And if so, why? So because neither Raina and I are really experts, or at least at that point we weren't, experts in marketing to women, we needed to find some information. So we looked to experts like Marty Barletta, whose interview indeed was in your publication, Frank. And we initially looked at national stats. Like the one you cited, we found really amazing and compelling evidence that women are critical keys to the mainstream adoption of solar, both for actually residential and commercial sectors. So what finding of the survey surprised you most? Well, despite the evidence that women drive social media and they really are the digital divas, it was still surprising to me that social media alone and a whole bunch of sweat equity drove such a widespread response to the survey itself. So I was amazed at how many bloggers and women got involved and in that we really did get nearly 300 women to answer the survey from 34 states. I mean, women are busy. We're all busy. So to, for someone to take the time to answer our survey was really amazing to me and that it was all driven by social media really proved the point that that particular stat about social media is really right and the huge potential we have to drive more campaigns to drive solar adoption via social media. Okay, so that aside, back to your original question. Looking at the broad numbers and the compelling initial stats that we found, there's a question in the critical stage one, which is deciding to enter the market. And this stat even though we had all the information, still was amazing to me that women do are key to the initial conversation about solar in the home and key to driving the research phase. And that is all really important to get to that kitchen table selling opportunity. Glenn, I'd like to go back for one second and discuss how you got the survey out to all these women through social media. What kind of social media did you use and who are your partners in that? Actually, sort of the progression of what happened was we, Raina and I looked at these big sort of overriding compelling stats to find out what was really happening with women in buying, particularly in home improvement. And then we went to the solar industry. We went to 150 women within the solar industry and we asked them, well, what was their opinion? I mean, you know, are we crazy? Or, you know, what do other women think about this? And we got some really amazing feedback in terms of, no, really, we're not doing that within the industry yet. And then we 
formed an alliance with some of these women that we talked with who have supported our efforts and we really thank all of them with mom bloggers like Momovation and the Blogger Connection and these organizations have great large groups of female bloggers and in terms and with Marty Barletta of course our, our expert who has been so gracious with her time and insight so we along with all the media like your publication Frank we started the ball rolling last fall and we just kept pushing it out farther and farther with Twitter with LinkedIn, with Facebook, with Pinterest, with all of these social media sites. And women went to the survey site on SurveyMonkey and filled out the survey. It was amazing. And of course, Solar Chat. We did a solar chat, on our initial solar chat on marketing solar to women last November. Well, I can tell you, Glenna, that the most surprising fact in the survey is that almost 75% of women felt the biggest hindrance for their household going solar was that it was too expensive. With solar costs falling precipitously and the advent of all these new creative financing solutions, how can the solar industry better convey those new advantages to a broader audience? I know, and that was a surprising piece of information. I agree with you because we're in the middle of the forest and we think we know what all the trees look like as an industry, and yet it's still a young industry. And so, um, you know, a shameless plug here, solar marketers, solar installer firms, even manufacturers who want to help their solar installers grow should buy our survey. That aside, I think that this answer really looks at and points to that there is a lag between the forest that we're in or the industry that the the information the industry knows and is working to communicate and what the women at least in this initial survey perceive i don't think that's in a lag that is really bad it's just points to the increased opportunity in our industry in terms of the wave of information as it moves forward into mainstream society and is fully understood and the industry is doing a fabulous job on so many levels i mean look at the momentum that the sia industry numbers point to so there is a lot really going well and our intent in in highlighting this conversation and working to build our ability to help the industry with this is not meant to negate any of the amazing work done in the industry it's to expand the conversation and the efforts on a wider in wider and wider circles so that we can really positively impact future growth and there's a whole lot of compelling stats and there's a whole lot of initial findings including ours that point to a lot of those keys are held by women so we're excited about this and that's the next question I, I wanted to ask you. What are the potential implications for the solar industry as if, as your survey suggests, 64 of the should we go solar discussions are initiated by the woman in the relationship? The implications are pretty clear. We have got as an industry to find out what if start in your own. I mean, this is not this is not just for big, you know, the top tier of your you know, 250 contractors, which everybody out there should be signing up for for this year. This is, you know, this isn't for just the big, you know, the big guys, if you will, in the solar industry. This is for every level of solar installer because in their regional areas, they have women customers now. They have female customers now and they could be going to them and asking them structured questions about their buying decisions 
and their purchasing questions and what's important to them and their families and their businesses and sculpting personas out of that and content out of that and and areas where those women are online and figuring out how to get that content out there and in a way that got them their initial customers somehow, but can help them attract more customers like them. So, I mean, that's just a really, you know, low-hanging fruit place that everybody can start. Then I think we get into developing social media and communication programs that target women demographic groups. I think another big area that the industry has huge potential in is that kitchen selling environment, the dynamics of that environment, and how can it work in a female-friendly way without being female condescending, and then test, test, test until you can figure out how to drive more sales. I just think there's huge potential here, and that's why Raina and I are, you know, banging this drum. One of the questions you asked was, how do the women who filled out the survey prefer to be marketed to by solar companies? Did anything jump out at you and surprise you? And how are solar installers doing at reaching women the way they want to be reached? Okay, well, I'm going to pick off one part of this question, Frank, so that I'm not totally buried in tomatoes. Yes, there are amazing responses to this question on the survey. Yes, the social media portion was really surprising. And so, and here's the part where I see the tomatoes flying in my direction. Overwhelming numbers of the women who responded to our survey said their least favorite way was a stranger knocking on their door. And yet, we have a whole lot of companies doing the canvassing in our industry, and some of those companies are growing at truly astounding rates. So I, I'm not ma- we are not making this wrong. We're completely just communicating the information that the women have communicated to us. So we think that as the industry starts to move in terms of evolving from the young industry that it is now, that more tools will need to be employed to drive past that 1% of the rooftops in this country having solar on them. And so it's okay to throw the tomatoes. It just is, it just needs to, we just need to be clear that as an industry, we're going to need to, to have more sophisticated ways that we market to women and we're going to need to understand them. And according to Marty Barletta's work, in the process, we may actually do a better job of marketing to men at the same time. So that's the really intriguing thing. It isn't an either or. It's just a refinement and a broadening of what we're already doing. You found that price was not the most important consideration for women in the solar purchasing process. Tell the listeners what was the most important consideration. So this almost sounds like a trick question, Frank, <laughs> because the financial considerations of the purchase were indicated as the most important element, but it had to do with the overall financial benefits. And so how that I think we can interpret the answers related to a couple of things. One, the chief purchasing officer of the home needs to understand the impact of a major purchase or a major change in service delivery, if we look to the TPO models, as being critical to her understanding of why she wants to go with solar. And second, we need to understand that women want it all. And I'm not the one saying it, even though I 
personally feel this way as well, of course. But according to Marty Barletta's work, women want the perfect answer or as close as we can get to it. So the financial considerations are one part of the equation and absolutely right up there are the environmental impacts. And interestingly enough, there are compelling community leadership elements here that I think we as an industry could really explore. But we we really need to tell women all the benefits that are there. And I think that's an exciting opportunity. If a solar installer is meeting with a woman in person, sitting at that kitchen table you talked about, what are the most important things that the installer can offer to put themselves on the short list to be the chosen provider of the solar system? Well, and I love that you're zeroing in on the stage three, the in-person meeting. That's fabulous because as an industry, we really need to understand the five stages that our chief purchasing officer goes through in terms of her consideration of a major home improvement decision. If you are at the meeting, you have already surfaced as a leading company through that CPO's research phase. So you got to understand that that's those leading up to that kitchen table meeting that those are really two important stages to be involved in. And now the opportunity to involve our chief purchasing officer in the conversation is to do it in such a way that you don't turn her off. There's tremendous work to be done here in understanding all of this. And I think that we need to ask her opinion on the purchase. We need to understand all of her considerations and we need to authentically listen and answer back and not in any way make her secondary in the purchase. We need to really, if we go into these meetings understanding how critical she is to the overall purchase decision, even if she doesn't seem to be the one driving the questions in the meeting, that will help. We'll come through with more genuine appreciation for her role. And if we ask her her considerations and we listen and we answer all of her considerations with respect, without being condescending in any way that she's, quote, the woman of the house. I mean, I think that we as an industry will go really far in in closing more deals, understanding what is needed to close more deals, and continuing to work to respect her role to keep the family budget in line. I I mean, women do, men, we all do tremendous things, but women multitask on a number of realms, and, and she's the one who's paying the bills in most of the homes in America right now. Not necessarily all her money, although that's growing too, but it's her bill paying function that keeps most family budgets afloat. So we just need to speak to her with respect and hear her out and and really give her good information in a genuine way. I think that's a great place to start. Other than that, we can probably devote a whole podcast to that subject alone. Well, we'll pick that up next time. I know a lot of people would be interested in seeing the results of the entire survey. Where can they find it and what's the cost associated with it? The cost is, at least from my you know, five years of marketing a solar installer in California is about the cost of two purchase leads. So about it's the $270 is what we're asking people to pay. Um, we are donating a portion of that to the Heather Andrews Scholarship Fund uh, at Solar Energy International because Raina got involved in that effort around the Heather Andrews Fund a while back, and we really feel passionately about training women in the solar industry as well. So there it is, $270 to hear from 270 women in America in 34 states. 
You can go to identity3, the number 3.com, or you can email me at gwiseman, W-I-S-C-M-A-N, at identity3.com. Glenna, great to talk to you, and I'm glad we finally got you on the Solar Speaks podcast. Uh, congratulations on landing Raina Russo and bringing her into the team. That's a big get for you, and I'm, I'm very pleased to see the two of you working even more closely together. Would you come back to discuss more about this subject and other marketing issues uh, at some point in the future? I would love to, Frank. We're at the tip of the iceberg on this, and we just have so much exciting work to do. I would love to come back. We've been speaking to Glenna Wiseman, a partner in the solar marketing firm Identity3, who recently, with her business partner Raina Russo, released the results of their survey, Shining a Solar Marketing Light on Women. This has been Solar Speaks, Solar Power World Magazine's podcast series that gives you the opportunity to hear from the industry's biggest newsmakers in their own words. I'm Frank Andorka, Editorial Director of Solar Power World Magazine. Until next time.